Black Baseball Mixtape family. It's your boy Cheats here. We are rolling into 2024. I hope you've been paying attention on Instagram. I hope you're taking the time to join our very free Discord group chat because Black Baseball is alive and well. If you have been following the social media, you know that last weekend I spent the time in Houston for the Cactus Jack HBCU Classic. Six HBCU teams doing their thing, showing off everything in the heart of Texas. It was such an exciting time. College baseball has kicked off in a major way. Spring training has kicked off in a major way. And this is going to be a huge year for the Black Baseball Mixtape. I am so, so excited about what's to come. I'm so happy that we have the followers that we have, our, our community that we're building. And I'll ask you, please like, subscribe, share it with a friend. Let everybody know that there is a place, a community that talks about black baseball every day, talks about baseball in general. It is amazing. I want to thank our, our good partners over at the Players Alliance. I want to thank our, our, our friends over at Stilo Media, our good brothers over at Herencia 21. Make sure you check all of them out as well. I'm excited about this bonus episode that you're about to hear. You're about to hear a very special bonus podcast with Tyrone Brooks of MLB. Tyrone was one of the first guests we've ever had on the mixtape. And as you know, our goal is to highlight black baseball, not just on the field, but at every level. And Tyrone has one of the most important jobs in MLB. His job is to diversify front offices in the game. Tyrone himself is a lifer in baseball. He's worked in just every department you could imagine and even interviewed a couple times for GM positions. We need to make the next the next black baseball executives and Tyrone is basically single-handedly on a mission to do that. So, I was able to catch up with him in Houston. He was speaking to the teams at the Cactus Jack and letting them know, "Hey, your playing days may be over one day, but your days in baseball may be a lot to come so it was awesome to see him work it was awesome to meet him and I think you'll enjoy this conversation that we had so no further ado Major League Baseball's own Tyrone Brooks check it out ladies and gentlemen this is the Black Baseball Mixtape I am your host Cheats and I am live in Houston we are at the Cactus Jack HBCU Classic I've finally made it happen. I've run into one of the first guests I ever had on the mixtape, Mr. Tyrone Brooks, MLB. His whole focus, we talked about this originally, and one of the one of the reasons I wanted to talk to this individual so much is that he has one of the most important jobs in all of Major League Baseball, and that's making sure that diversity is represented in the front office and throughout all of Major League and now Minor League Baseball. You are here at the Cactus Jack HBCU. Tyrone, welcome back to the mixtape and tell us a little bit about what you're doing here. No, glad to be back here, Sheets. It's, I mean, one thing about what we're trying to do here with the Cactus Jack is the opportunity to get in front of these student athletes and talk to them and their staff about opportunities to stay involved in the game. We, we realize they're in a mode, they're ready to grind, ready to start playing, but also we just want to plant that seed about the career opportunities that are out there for them to stay involved in the game once that time does come when you have to take off that uniform. some For some, that's going to happen sooner than later. 
and it's just really just trying to let them know we're here to support them as they try to figure out what's next for them. And one, we, we need folks that look like you and I that can be a part of our game. And they have great backgrounds in our game in addition to what they've done academically. So opportunities to hopefully get them engaged, whether it's through an internship, a fellowship, you know, or they're ready for a full-time position to come in. And also different experiential learning opportunities that we try to provide through MLB and the Diversity Pipeline Program that give folks the opportunity to learn skills, but also get a chance to connect and meet other people. The one thing I always tell folks, you cannot be successful in this game by yourself. There has to be others who see something in you and they want to help you. And one, they, they potentially can put you in a position to basically follow their coattails along on their journey. And uh, you know, I, I look back at my own career, this is my 29th year in the game, you know, thanks to a lot of great people who are always willing to share the information, share knowledge, and pour that energy into me. And now I get a chance to help as we try to continue to make sure to grow our game and find opportunities for individuals so they can have a long, successful career in this game. Anyone that follows your journey, and you just mentioned it to one of the coaches here, you're here today, you're on the road tomorrow, you spend so much time on the road. And what that tells me is there is so much opportunity and different things that people like yourself are doing. When you actually kind of look at this time of year and this calendar, you're in Houston today, Atlanta tomorrow, I'm probably back down in Florida soon. So, like, when you look at it today, what comes to mind for you in regards to this 29-year-old, 29-year journey and being able to be in positions to really help change the course of what baseball looks like? You know, it really, it's all about you. You have to start somewhere. And, you know, my start in Atlanta with Hank Aaron created an opportunity in a program with the Career Initiative Program. It opened up a door for me and others. And we're just trying to continue to try to follow Hank's message and opening a door and, and providing an opportunity for individuals that uh, are looking for ways and want to be a part of our game. And, you know, for that, there's so much pride I take in how we try to do this and make sure that people feel supported. Uh, and I, I know with the individuals I've had a chance, even coming here, there's folks from last year's tournament that we've been able to help. And we're starting to – these even the guys here now are seeing their teammates now working in professional baseball. So now they see it's possible. Now that those individuals are now starting to get hired, whether it's uh, Jolly Hendricks from Southern University last year, Ja'Cory Boudreau at Grambling State University, Zachary Turner at, uh, at Prairie View A&M. I mean, those are folks that were their counterpart, right there, their teammates there last year. Now they have an opportunity to work in professional baseball now, and now they can see it's possible when they see their teammate now working in the game. So we got to continue to push with this and make sure we're planting that seed, find any opportunity that we can do so, so they're aware of what it, what it's, what it can be like to have a career and have a journey in our game. You mentioned some of the success stories. Players that played in this tournament last year now working as trainees or uh, actual office positions in Major League Baseball or, or, or the affiliates as we go down the line. In 2024, somebody asked you, Tyrone, what is the biggest challenge you find? Is it awareness? Is it finding people that want to, to come over this side of the aisle from playing? What would you say is the biggest challenge that you find as yeah. you travel the country? I mean, a big part of what I feel as far as the challenges we're facing, one is the awareness and make sure folks have the information and then that they act upon that information to now start the process. But it's also about understanding their skill set and also giving people information on what skills are in, this, in demand in our industry, which can open up more and more opportunity. And that's where you got to be thinking about what things do I need to get exposure to 
that will help me be a more viable candidate for any job opening that's out there in our industry. And that's where some of the experiences we've been able to provide have helped folks to add to their skill set. It's something that they can't, nobody can take away. You have a chance to go through our scouting and coaching development program. You've spent a whole week plus learning how to evaluate talent. Nobody can take that away from you. And now you can apply that to almost any different job that you do get started in. And that's what we've been able to see that. And that's now hopefully we can continue to see the fruits of all this labor that's being done. And also, you know, with women. And that's where even my next stop, I'm going to be at the HBCU celebration uh, in Covington, Georgia tomorrow. And that opportunity to get in front of 12 teams, women playing softball. And one of the areas that's our biggest area of, of need is more women of color in the baseball operation side. There's hardly any. And we've got to make sure that these women know your background playing softball at a high level. You know the game, and many of them played baseball as kids, as youngsters. And they're also fans of the game. There's a pathway for them. They just got to know that it's possible for them. And that's where we're trying to do plant that so they're aware of that. Two things I want to touch on really quickly, because you told both groups, uh, you, you said your biggest regret, possibly. One of your biggest possible regrets is that you're not bilingual in that sense. You encouraged any of them that are bilingual, and the ones that aren't, you encouraged them to get bilingual quickly. Where Where is that now? How vital is being able to speak multiple languages? You know, being able to speak Spanish is a, is a huge, huge plus. You know, now when you look at almost any job description in our industry now, you'll see speaking Spanish is a preferred skill. Mm -hmm. So it's, it can help open up so many, it can be the difference between getting a job and not getting a job. Mm -hmm. And now, especially with the climate and the landscape of our game, with the growing numbers of, of players from Latin America that are playing in our game, having that skill is so, so valuable and it can open up so much. So that's where even those of us that, you know, a lot of clubs have even made a lot of work to try to even help their American born players mm -hmm. to learn Spanish too, because one, trying to help that player in general be able to acclimate as quick as possible. And that's what's going on with obviously players that are coming from the Dominican or Venezuela, Colombia, Panama, and then also having those players in the U.S. be able to have that communication with players and be able to adapt in some form. You know, it's something that we, we have to take seriously and make sure that we're learning as well for ourselves. And then one, you know, that's it, my regret was not learning Spanish. I, 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 took, I took French, and then now I'm, I, I totally, totally regret that. I should, I should have taken Spanish. I tell people I took Spanish one for three years, so you do the math and figure that out. The other thing you mentioned a couple of times, and I, because it's still such a hot-button topic in baseball, you mentioned the analytics conference. And there are, look, old people like me that some, somewhere down the line is like, is analytics going to go away? You are clearly, MLB doesn't think analytics is going to go away anytime soon. And they've actually doubled down on it. What is it in regards to understanding those cyber metrics, those like highly, uh, you know, highly kind of calculated quant numbers, if you will? It's, it's vital in, in the front office of Major League Baseball, right? Yeah, when it comes to information, information to some degree is a sort of power. And with every major league club, they're trying to use as many resources as possible to make the best educated decision on evaluation on a player, uh, how they go out and how they operate. So understanding that the analytics and understanding, being able to code, being able to program, be able to get access to the data, that's where those skills can all come into play. And it can just open up so much for, for an individual if they have that skill set. It opens up a wider variety of jobs that that person right there is going to be more qualified for. And that's why we got to make sure that we're laying a foundation to learn these skills 
from the very get-go as much as we can. And, and also just having folks to shoot for the stars to make sure I'm building those skills out to make myself the most viable option for any opportunity to come in front of them. You've mentioned you have a lot of programs, a lot of different things that you're doing, a lot of different things that you're inviting young people to be a part of baseball in this way. In my mind, I still have to say the crown jewel of all of this is the fellows program. Is the fellow the fellows program still going strong? How many years is it now? Yes, yeah, so we're actually right now working on our fourth cohort. Uh, uh, the diversity fellowship uh, program. I love that yeah. program. Yeah. I love it. The fellowship program has been around since our first class in 2018. So we've 18, 20, 22, okay. and now our class of 24. We're in the process of going, working through what? that now. So. Talk to me about that. How yeah. exciting is that? Because yeah. I like I look at those names, those mm -hmm. qualifications. I'm too old. I've aged out. I've tried. I was like, <laughs> I was trying to text you and be like, how can I get in this thing? But it just seems like such an awesome opportunity for those that, like I. I beg you to go on the uh, the website at MLB, look up the diversity. It's, it's an amazing program. Yeah, it's just really it's just providing an opportunity for that person to come into a front office, get immersed within the baseball operations department, and, and finding a, a pathway for themselves based upon their skill set. And with that, you know, part of my responsibility is, is connecting them. You know, being that uh, we have a whole group every year that comes together, and with that, they're building a peer network. They're building, they're, eventually they're going to be having, when they look down the road, they're going to have a chance to hire each other. They're getting to know each other, but also an opportunity we do, we meet over Zoom typically twice a month throughout the season. And with that, they're getting a chance to meet different executives that are in high power positions within, within our game, expanding their network, getting to know people. Uh, the one thing is make sure they feel supported in general. Uh, knowing they have somebody they can talk to, but also having their other peers that are in very similar boats as them, that they can all have that shared experience. Uh, and I just met with our, our class of 22 just a couple days ago, oh. and a lot of them are just are, have now graduated into different roles How with different that teams. Make you feel? And, and I, I'm truly proud. You've got to feel like a dad. No, I'm, to I'm all truly of proud these. of each and every one of them. And the one thing also is I've also I give them the option if they want to continue on our calls that we have, so they can be even part of our new class to kind of help them. And a lot of them want to do that. They want to, one, they, they love how much they're gaining from the experience itself, but also they want to be there and support the next person who's coming along behind them. And that's the important element in our game. When you have a case where somebody else is reaching back to help you, that truly matters in our game. And that's what we're trying to keep building. All right, we're going to have to leave it there. I will ask you this, since we're both Oriole fans to an extent. I know, look, you've, you've got a lot of teams that you've, you've been involved with and worked on, so you might not be able to choose one over the other. But how much fun was that last year's Orioles season? Being able to go, you've been going to Baltimore games for a long time. Yeah. Being able to see the stadium that electric, I can't remember. I've been going to Orioles games for a long time. I can't remember the stadium being that electric for since mid-'90s. I mean, it was truly exciting, man. Just the fact that a lot of my friends and family who are diehard Orioles fans for many, many years, to see them in such a positive, upbeat mood, you know, living and so living and dying with every pitch, every game. I mean, that, that is just incredible just to see. And one, you know, just to now have, they know there's something that's being built very special as far as the, in our industry and what they've been, do, been doing under the leadership of Mike Elias and that group there. So. It's just something that I know folks, they feel pride. The fact that they have a winning product that's out there, and that's important. Uh, I've been through tougher times in the past. I was with Pittsburgh, and we, we lost 105 games. That's not an easy situation to deal with. And then to see it all turn around with us making three straight playoff appearances in 2013, 14, and 15, 
And that, that was truly meaningful. And you, you can see the difference in the mood and the, and the fans and how they felt optimistic about their team at that point. But also seeing the players, when you can see the young player fully believing in himself that they're going to win that night, that's huge. You know, it's one thing where you hope to win, but it's another thing where you truly believe you're going to win that game that night. Here's the thing that struck me, and it only I, I don't think it's everywhere. You mentioned Pittsburgh is an interesting place. I think Baltimore is one of those cities where if you have a good product on the on the field, a product that the city's excited about, I went to a I want to say later in the season, it was an afternoon game against the Astros. It was like a noon game. And I saw more black families in Camden Yards. Families, little kids, parents. It was just so exciting where in previous years, especially in the lean years, one of the things that I thought brought home to me was black fans in certain cities, not every city, but when they have a product that they're proud of, they have a product that everybody's talking about, they show up to the ballpark way more than if it's a, a struggling product. I just, I, I didn't know if anybody else noticed. I don't know if it was something that was new, but I was looking around Camden Yard several times last season. I was like, man, don't tell me black people don't come enjoy the baseball. No, it's something where, you know, you, you take notice of that. When, it's, when it comes to, when you see your team winning, you automatically want to be part of that. You want to be part of that magic. and feel like you've had even some effect in all that. You know, and then also, when you see players that also can look that look like you out on a diamond, that also helps as well. It does. You know, obviously with the Orioles, with Cedric Mullins being there as well. Yeah, you know, just when you have individuals that are out there, for me, that was the inspiration for me as a kid to get into baseball. Yep. When I saw individuals like Eddie Murray, like I've talked about, we in the talked past, about Eddie Murray. Yeah, you know, when I saw I had him, steady Eddie others, at the stadium. Yeah, yep. yep. When you when you have that, that's huge, and we got to continue to build that out with the yep. number of black players. Hopefully, trying to keep pushing in the right direction to get them to the big leagues. Because that's going to continue to bring more fans and more black families to the ballpark. We're going to have to leave it there. Tyrone Brooks, you're doing a lot. You're traveling a lot. I'm always in awe of seeing how you work, brother. I appreciate it. Now you're welcome. We will be right back after this. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that quick conversation. Hey, I'm going to be everywhere in 2024. It's going to be crazy. In order for you to keep up with what we're doing, please make sure you follow on Instagram. Make sure you check out our brand newly designed website. Please join the group chat. We even have fantasy baseball. We have our very own black baseball mixtape, Fantasy Baseball. Make sure you join that. It's going to be awesome this year in 2024. So message me anytime on Instagram. Reach out to me on X, formerly known as Twitter. But we've got a lot more to come in 2024. And uh, I'm glad you're along for the ride. So until next time, we'll see you.